October 20th, 1996. Korn's second album sold over 100,000 its first week to the joy of the backwards capital R industry. Korn's. Korn. 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 Vince, is it you? <laughs> Aaron, what do you want to eat tonight? Korn. Oh, why wasn't that on? <laughs> unmute. Unmute. Oh, shit. Okay, we'll just... <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Corn. <laughs> Corns. Hey, Aaron. Uh, what's the problem with your foot right now? Corn. <laughs> Where uh, are these children from? <laughs> the what? <laughs> children of the corn? No. Oh, okay, that was good. Thank I, you. I, I okay. Although good was, night, was everybody. Those, <laughs> it was one of those second beat <laughs> It should be where are these children of. Ah, yes. Ah, Ah, yes. You can loop this over the outro music. (laughs) You there. Where are these children of? Where are these children? children? All right, all right, all right. Corns. (laughs) Am I on mute again? Uh, Like an early part of a Greek tragedy, NBC had four of the top five shows of the week. Sleepers won the box office. Jason Patrick lost top billing to several more famous actors. And in Indianapolis, Indiana, The Undertaker took on mankind in your house, buried alive. Bury me softly, brother. This is Hell in a Cell Phone. Uh, so before we go like ahead, before we could we bury the lead alive? Can we? <laughs> what what were you going for? So the the backwards capital R and what was the corn thing? Yeah, corn. They they spell they spell their name K O backwards capital R N. Was there not a profit share with the K, with the K industry? <laughs> Was it all for the backwards R? They also spelled the names of the K, and that would have registered, I think. Well, they didn't price. do it for the Nookie. That was Limp Bizkit. Oh, right, do, right, you, right, right. do you think that they were they registered it with a backwards R registered trademark? <laughs> <laughs> this was a very important album for me. I got a corn t-shirt for Christmas of 1996, so then I had to go back and buy this album. Reverse engineer a fandom to match your yeah, t-shirt. Exactly. Well, I could be okay. a poser, you know? <laughs> Even though, like, my everything in high school, I was just being a poser. That was truly the worst thing you could be in 1996 was a poser. I, 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 first of all, to this day, I think I would still be angry at the person who gave you a corn shirt for making you <laughs> then buy the album to back it yeah, up. Yeah, was it your family? It was a fa- Yeah, it was a family. He just assumed... You know, I remember like at a family gathering before he was like, what do you think of this corn business? And, and so I, I... Wait, wait. <laughs> was there corn business? Somewhere? Were they like, wait, what do you think of the backwards capital R industry? Do you want to invest? <laughs> He's like, what do you think of this band corn? And, and I didn't know them, but I, I was I, then just going to be a poser to my family. Be like, oh yeah, I think they're pretty great. <laughs> wow, you said pretty great? Why? Yeah, I, I remember my exact dialogue. But from... you know, I guess what I'm saying is like you didn't you didn't feel comfortable enough to to say to like just family members who were older than you and just be like I don't know never really heard of them. I'm never comfortable <laughs> ever. I feel like in 1996 I was dipping my toe into like soft alt. You know what I mean? So it was like no doubt and like uh, Savage Garden. 
That was like my 1996. I wasn't up to corn. It would take me another year or two before I got to corn. Did you buy the Savage Garden album? I sure did. And okay. I was like a meticulous person where I, not only would I buy the album, but then I would have to buy every album in their catalog lest I be labeled a poser. <laughs> Wait, so for Savage Garden? Multiple. Many, I think I had Savage two, Garden albums. There was probably two, maybe three. When I hear Savage Garden, I can just think of Wicked Garden by STP. What was the Savage Garden? The Savage Garden was... Chicka Cherry Cola. Yeah, but also the... I love you every mountain, every truly, madly, deeply, too. It was like every sixth grade it was, dance song. It was very... that wasn't Casey and JoJo. <laughs> they were... They Which were... Casey and JoJo song? Oh, my life. Oh, the Casey and JoJo song. The Casey and JoJo, you know, the Casey and JoJo song. You're basically describing all of the, like, the, the soft... Yeah, they were yeah. very... It was all soft I did, music. like, a soft alt. Then Jamiroquai happened, and I bought oh, I literally that. so many Jamiroquai albums. <gasps> Welcome to another episode of <laughs> Hell on a Cell Phone, the podcast where we, who you've already met, have attempted to... Talk to... about the top of the charts in I didn't get to the NBC Where either. we attempt to make sense of the Attitude Era of WWE 20 years later. I'm not going to talk about the Jason Patrick wormhole I went down earlier. <laughs> did you know that the Lost Boys, he's the fourth build as well? No. Yeah, Jason Patrick was not a star. But but he is the star of multiple movies. He's not the star of Lost Boys. Kiefer Sutherland. He's Kiefer Sutherland is the star. Kiefer Sutherland was built after him. Corey Haim is really Corey Feldman. Corey Haim Jamie Haim Gertz. Corey Haim. Jason Patrick. Wait, Corey Feldman's the top. Corey Feldman's the top. That was probably after Stand by Me, I think. Mm. Corey Feldman was hot shit. Look out for our next podcast, all about how they figure out <laughs> billing in movies. <laughs> Uh, to my right, I've got Bobby Hankinson, our historian. Hi, Bobby. Hello, hello. And to my left, I've got Eric Silver, our wrestling noob. Oh, pleasure to be here. I I did lose top billing in this, but... <laughs> <laughs> okay, and we're here to discuss In Your House, Buried Alive. <laughs> Spooky. Spooky. It was good. Oh, uh, it came out in October, right? Yeah. So that's it's very on theme. scary, yeah. Um, and just because we've also been tracking um, my life in the 90s, yes, just please. so you know, we are 11 days away from the last time I went trick-or-treating. Wow. This was the last one, 96? Yeah, 96. I was a freshman. Oh, I held on for a while longer. Freshman in high school, didn't, um, went with my sister and one of her friends. I went as the crow. Oh, was, of course and you And that's did. why you get corn t-shirts, my friend. I was very... That is why. Oh, I was very gosh. upset when I wasn't able to do my makeup, like, movie quality. <laughs> and I didn't have, of course, like, the tight leather outfit that Brandon Lee... So I'm just wearing, like, some frumpy cape So you thing. just basically put on a trash bag and called it a day. <laughs> you went as, like, goth mime. <laughs> uh, can I tell you something about... about the last time I went trick-or-treating. You mean the first time you went trick-or-treating? It was the first time I went trick-or-treating, and I was 26. Wow. And and why did you not go trick-or-treating as a kid? Because my parents thought it was begging. <laughs> this, I cannot believe I've known you for years, and this is the first I am hearing of this. I really buried it deep inside. Uh, buried alive, yeah. if you will. My parents, uh, they, they were like, they're like, we're okay giving out candy to people, but you shall not that beg of our neighborhood. That is such a dick power move. That is something I can't <laughs> believe my parents didn't invent because it's so up their alley. Uh, first, yeah. off, first off, is everybody's mic working? Yeah. Is your mic working? I don't know. Mic- we'll, we'll find out. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm seeing the peaks. So. Because that was uh, a running theme of the night. 
Oh, oh motherfucker! I, you know God. what? That that bit got me the first time in the show too, <laughs> and it gets me every time. Like oh. I'm like I'm very uh, technically you know oriented, so I'm like, wait, is the mic working? You're like, are you guys all using Yetis or how is the? <laughs> first of all, it, I, I was like, I don't even understand what they were thinking because they were literally just like, here's a match, but we're gonna make the main action of the match <laughs> not the match. <laughs> So, and, and the whole audience doesn't hear. Correct. So, to and, dro- drop a little history, that there were legitimate technical issues with the microphone. Oh my God, there the were? The mic was not gimmicked. However, they were like, let's use this, let's roll with this, and make it a thing, because this is the midst of Jim Ross's heel turn. Yeah, I was going to say, this, feel, this felt like the, the closest thing to the heel turn that I've seen. Yeah, yeah, because I think it was all happening on TV in between. Yeah, So yeah. nothing we, it wouldn't happen in the last pay-per-view. This really was in the thick of it. Yeah. Um, we also glimpsed him with um, fake Razor Ramon and the artist soon to be known as Kane. Oh my god, how bad later. was that? But that's, that's, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But okay. I, I, this is the beginning of the Jim Ross heel turn, but boy, he was unrelenting, is how I would describe it. <laughs> Well, two of the greatest wrestlers of all time were having one of their like earliest matches. I know <laughs> it's so it's it was so weird. Um, before we get into that, did you guys miss Todd Pettengill? Like, I didn't get any Todd Pettengill monologue. It was just like it. This is I, I wrote down. This promo answers the question of what would it sound like if they played a promo through a drive-through speaker. <laughs> I could not make out. Half of what well, Jim Ross sounded like exactly like a drive-through speaker. That was that was later yeah, on, like yeah. an old-timey radio. <laughs> yeah, it's a fireside chat with good old Jr. Uh, love the intro. Uh, I always love whenever they use O Fortuna in anything. They use it every time. <laughs> every time. Yeah, it gets me every time. Every time, and I am I am excited. I'm enthralled by it. Uh, that was definitely a real grave that they had. That was oh, amazing. I, for it, sure, it it was totally. A, a real dugout grave. I mean, it definitely wasn't just like some kind of weird set with a bunch of dirt piled up. Top. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely not. They definitely scooped it up out of an actual cemetery. They took the, <laughs> they took the coffin out of the out of the plot and put the whole thing spared no expense. I do want to know how long it took them to record like the the intro videos with them all in the cemetery with with like the dirt and everything like that. Wait, where was, where was that? Was that an intro video? In the intro video, where, where they're like, uh, uh, "This mankind, you will." You will not have a nice day. Oh, the 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 Undertaker thing. Yeah. Wait, was that? I thought that was something that was like on an, uh, a promo from like a Raw. That yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, okay. Yeah, I, yeah, just, yeah. I just would love to have been there for the shoot for that. Oh, yeah, those on location. It's just crazy to me that like I feel like today we'll see like Bray Wyatt do stuff and whatever, and we're all like boo over it, over like your word snake projections. But like even watching this now, more than twenty years later. I was like into it, like very hard. Like they could really? sell something like so supernatural and weird, and I was, I was like, yeah, I am fucking here for this. I am here for like who is getting truly buried alive, who will be smothered in that grave. I want to know. No, Bobby, you're you simple. were not into this. Oh, I know. I, this and, was so compelling. And for all the shit that I gave the um, the boiler room brawl. The, the last time, um, I was 100% in. This was dope. This was dope. This was dope. Uh, we'll get to all of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll get to the magic yeah, stuff. We'll talk about the build, like, getting into it, like, just, like, the... It just... It doesn't work. I think what it is, like, stories like this don't work when it's a supernatural weirdo character and then a not. So, like, when it's, like, Randy... It's, like, Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton now. It's, like, this feels stupid. 
But like mankind was also so crazy, and Undertaker was so singular that like I don't know, it really did feel like epic and insane, and anything could truly happen in the WWE. <laughs> but yeah, uh, going back to that whole like we have two like world class Hall of Famer wrestlers, like of the best, right? Uh, it was my first time watching Triple H wrestle and actually seeing him come out. His intro music sounded like it was the same music that they scored for The Room. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was like a lot of um, Casio uh, flute, like yeah. the, like the you know, like the if like a little harpsichord. Yeah, wait, how a flute sounds. Yeah, that's isn't that how a flute sounds? <laughs> I was in band. Uh, wait, were you? No. Okay. I could not play. <laughs> we're not going to learn any that new. No, I was not allowed because my parents thought it was begging. <laughs> well, you went around with your, well, you would take your hat off, you would put it down, and you would play your flute and wait for folks to throw candy yeah. in it. Don't, I can see why. Is it the way you, you the, that's the way you trick or treat and the way you play an instrument is by busking. Yes. But yeah, so we got Triple H versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, and Triple H is in the middle of his foppish dandy phase. Yes. He's his Connecticut blue blood, was, yeah. was the way he was positioned. The hellhole. No, it's Connecticut. <laughs> But I, before the matching starts, I think Austin cuts such a great promo that it makes yeah. you realize you're like, oh, this is why this person was a fucking star. Does your game plan change now that you get to face Hunter Hearst Helmsley? It doesn't change my game plan one bit because I already said Stone Cold's got a list and everybody's on it. There ain't a damn thing wrong with Savio Vega, and I know that for a fact. I give Hunter Hearst all the credit in the world because he's got the guts to step in the ring with me. As far as Bret Hart coming back for Monday Night Raw, I hope it's to announce his retirement because if it's not, then Stone Cold will retire him, and that's the bottom line. As far as anyone having a problem all of a sudden with the language that Stone Cold is using, well, they can just kiss my ass, and that's the bottom line. We have had enough of that. That promo was fire. It was great, and it was like, and also the thing about this match is this match wasn't even supposed to be on the card. This was supposed to be him versus Savio Vega in a blow-off match to finally put that little mini feud that we've been seeing a million times to rest so the fact that he's like i'm gonna cut a feud i'm gonna cut a promo on savio on triple h on bret hart like i'm just going and nail it it was he, great i liked watching his face before he was like the, they turned him with the mic because he was just staring out he had like the hundred yard stare just like out in the space and then all of a sudden he's like i don't give a damn what the fuck blah 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 and i'll kick everyone's ass whoa 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 <laughs> there said vince mcmahon he also has a <laughs> list I did catch the list, too. Stone Cold has a list. He innovated it before Jericho. Uh-oh. Jericho came in and was like, I'll take that list. You know what? <laughs> he just made the list on Jericho. <laughs> uh, we also, the I, th- I saw the King uh, brought back his He Shot the Welcome Wagon line, which was a huge hit. Oh, the King was the really time. on, really had some real clunkers this time. So I many thought. blind dates that oh uh, my he goodness. won a, a free dog. He tried at one point... Uh, to make a fat joke about an audience member that he thought was a woman but was definitely a dude and then they were trying to be like no that's a dude and then he was like great i'm just gonna take this joke pivot real quick and make it transphobic and i was like wow what a what a pioneer (laughs) What 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 a cunning master of the art form you are uh he also accused JR of wanting Triple H to get a haircut as if not singularly every other wrestler has the same haircut yeah yeah but he thought he was mad about this uh, and I thought Triple H, this is back when we used to bring a different lady to the ring every time. And it made me remember just how sexy we all thought black pantyhose were at one point. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you look silly, lady. And you're like business casual nine to five 
getting heel pumps and those so, black pantyhose. What are you doing? Did she? So she did she have a name? I, I did no, not. No, no. I did not notice this. <laughs> he had a different. He was bringing different beautiful women with him every time. She was. They were never named. The only person that was of note really was Sable. He brought down once, and Mark Marrow saved her. I see. I see. And it, there's always like a weird kind of like domestic abuse like vibe that's floated over it all. With that, they're always like cowering and looking like they need to like. The the note reason. I had the note I had about this one was that. I mean, and, and I guess, you know, we're kind of going to jump around a little bit, but uh, when Mr. Perfect was trying to, like, lead her out, she had the demeanor of, like, an elderly woman who does it, like, she was sunsetting and she didn't know where she was. <laughs> She's like, I guess we're going this way. I don't, I don't she know. She definitely felt like an old woman from the knees down. <laughs> <laughs> My dream girl. Um, did What happened with Austin? Did he, like, when he came out, did he yell at like a heartbreak kid fan like somebody i think like gave him the finger and he just like started screaming at a he was giving lots of people the finger yeah. that this is sort of the beginning it was also the first time his music was used with the glass shattering mm-hmm. um which was pretty exciting oh i didn't hear the glass shattering and i think this was this might be his first middle finger definitely his first middle finger on a paper definitely it was it was yeah, yeah. i, I know that in the first i'm not sure exactly when but definitely since the last pay-per-view mm-hmm. this, this really began like a turning point for him uh this match onward his next program will be really important um for his <laughs> career uh, but it's yeah, this is the beginning. Who are the people in the audience? Who who are, like those those two like really uh, vocal like the one the one that was the larger guy? I think they were just fans. They're just fans. They yeah. had a look to them. I was like, is this another ECW thing? Because like they they there were two guys that literally had the same type of like blonde hair on top with like you know like the the blonde. It was it was a frosted. It wasn't really frosted tips because it was more than the tip. I don't want to say too much right now because that's my uh, my slammy award for this. Oh, I won't step on it. We'll get there. We'll get there. But uh, I was like, they were like doing, they were like touching the guys a lot. I was like, why is nobody stopping them from? Well, everyone's allowed to just touch. Yeah, this is a weird strip club and WWE rule. Yeah, like like you you see that everyone just wants to touch everybody all the time. I know. I do. I know. (laughs) It's very invasive. I don't like it. Um. When Stone Cold slaps Triple H, there's like like something happened in me that I just got very very excited. When when he gets physical, when Stone Cold gets physical, there is there's gravitas around it, and um, I think that I think that's kind of what we're building to is him just like this fighter, this this well like nonstop to take names, tough as hell. Yeah, he's one tough sob as we will. We will get to learn, but he's he's uh, just entering like the pe- like the the whole new plat like horizon for his career. I mean, I thought this match was was good. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 good. it had for... no story, and it was a heel versus heel match, so it's like a tough. It was like a tough thing to. Get and they the were kind of commenting on it. They were like, "Yeah, these both neither of these guys is very well liked by the audience." And yeah. I was like, "Yeah, it, it it felt weird. The whole mic stuff was like really distracting. halfway through the match. They do a split screen where they're showing the match and then just showing the announce team yes. talking to each other. Yeah, they went big on the Jim Ross as a heel angle, and it is universally looked back on as a huge so mistake, bad. Such as a, a mistake. one of the worst things they've done. When did they decide to steer into it? Was it earlier? Like they were doing sound check and they couldn't get the mics to work because I don't like, know exactly, but this were because I was like I was curious too. 
Yeah. And, like what they were legitimate mic issues, and I think it's this is very Vince Russo, who was like a big producer at the time, uh, who's like a, one of the architects of the Attitude Era, and is like his whole thing is like really pushing like shoot style promos and shoot style angles, so they feel real. Yeah. And this was like very much one of his hallmarks was something like that. So I'm not sure when the call was made, but definitely they. Yeah, it, I feel like it. this is the kind of shit that could make a person be um, extremely paranoid. And like, and like, because like, it, it was happening. Like, you know, he's like, he's like, you're monkeying with it. And like, they were monkeying with it, right? And so it's like, what, you know, how are you supposed to believe what is, I don't know. It, That's literally the, you just yeah. literally said the point of the- pro wrestling. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that is literally <laughs> what we're talking. That's what this is. Okay, we can we can wrap up this podcast. Now. <laughs> it's just <laughs> good night, everybody. <laughs> yeah, that was attitude error. No, but it's just weird that they that like the whole, that basically you know if you think everyone's out to get you, you're right in this world, and like there's you know it's never just it's never you like jumping to conclusions. Maybe, but this is also keep in mind this is before they started doing. We're so used to authority like based storytelling and wrestling now where it's always like damn the boss and like that's not never what they were doing before so the fact Mm -hmm. this is like the first little like sample of trying that kind of thing so it seems super obtuse and maybe a little uh, purposely misleading and I think this is one of the first times that Vince McMahon is acknowledged to be the owner that's what I was going to say because what happened to Gorilla Monsoon did he get deposed (laughs) no it's a big no no to acknowledge that but this again the shoot style trying to blur the lines between that and because WCW was doing a lot of that kind of stuff. My favorite moment was when uh, when JR was just turns to him and goes, are you having fun, McMahon? And, and McMahon goes, well, yes, as a matter of fact, I am. There's a very good match going on right now. <laughs> I... It was like the dumb kid in class where you're like, you're such an asshole. It was like, oh, the asshole is an important part of the digestive tract, so I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> I, I love Turn the Other Cheek McMahon. It's, it's the most Christ-like we'll ever see him be. He's just <laughs> like... He, he's just it very makes me like hate him more. It's like I actually do better when he's like a like a scheming, plotting misogynist, just like screaming about how giant his testicles are. That is the McMahon <laughs> that I know and love. This one, it's just it feels so weird. It's like watching um, Pennywise from It, like just go to a kid's birthday party and do face paint. <laughs> and like, oh. oh, he's good at balloons. No one ever thought of this. Doesn't feel right. <laughs> I, I guess, I, yeah, I mean, like, I didn't have that, that exposure to him, but I was just like, you know, it's kind of funny that, that, you know, that every time he's just like, well, you know, I, I appreciate JR's uh, input on this. <laughs> you know, everyone can have an opinion. It's important that we listen to all sides. <laughs> like, what a dick. I love it. It's like, it's like good trolling in that way where you just fucking, like, you make them want to just, like, scream by yeah. being so fucking collected. Uh, Stone Cold is cut right now. I I don't I don't remember him being like a a real physical specimen like The Rock would become or like Triple H would definitely become. But he's yeah, this is the best. He's I don't think he's in better shape than this. Yeah, I mean, this he never gets super big ever. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he was like a never steroid kind of guy. Um, though the legend has it, Triple H hasn't either. Um, he's just huge. I mean, that's amazing. He Shout was, out. To- he was pretty big in this match. I, 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 Triple H oh, gets, God, but I know he gets so big. big. 
like oddly, insanely Hulk-like big. Was it around the time they started taking his vitamin regimen? Yeah, right. <laughs> he, listen, guys, he didn't juice, but he was big on B12. The only reason why I think that I've heard that so much is because people say like when you hear other stories about other wrestlers who were other wrestlers that were very uh, into drugs. They're always like, oh, well, I was trying to get clean, so I rode with Triple H because he didn't do anything. That was always, he was like one of the guys on the road that right, right, right. didn't do it, which is... He was, he was the cleaner. Meanwhile, Shawn Michaels was doing enough for everybody, I suppose. <laughs> oh, and we would see some we of that tonight. We will get to that. Um, did you guys like the competing sleepers? I was like, what? Well, why are we doing this? It was just sleeper, throw him into the ropes, into another sleeper. Especially in the 90s, it was, there were was so many rest holds. Ugh. Like, everyone was doing a lot of rest holds. I heard that if you didn't want to do any more rest holds, you roomed with Triple H. Because... Yeah. <laughs> um, I also, let's see. Oh, this is the, this match we saw two, um, what would you call them? Like, jumps, fly, what do you call when you get, they jump off the rope? The high flying jumping, maneuvers? Yeah, jumping or... off the rope? So they did it off of the second rope twice in this i felt like this this uh pay-per-view had a lot of people not hit necessarily hitting the top rope for that's their... the training rope right there is that the training <laughs> yeah yeah they a lot of people just were not we're not bringing it i mean marrow we'll talk about we'll it, get but, there yep, yep. but uh yeah it was like i was like ah you guys could do a little bit better yeah they kind of brought it it was it was a fun little kind of like throwaway match i do not get the booking with Mr. Perfect. I don't either. And I was like trying to, because like for, even from what I remember, because I was like, I'm not going that far deep into it. Because from what I remember after this, Mr. Perfect will team with Triple H, I feel like. And I don't, I'm, so I'm a little confused. I don't recall where, where we're going with Mr. Perfect. I never liked Mr. Perfect and still. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I guess I could see Triple H putting this behind him because apparently this woman didn't matter. There'll be another woman afterwards so it's like okay you stole her this time but just you know watch it the next time um Who yeah did... I, I thought mr perfect stuff was like weird made no sense yeah they all everything was explaining. distracting in this match but they did that that's like what they did was it the last one with uh marlena and the like the gift for sable that was like never resolved like never dressed or explained it was like wait what um yeah and yeah, not a lot of bellhops on this one there although we did have an aol show up that was great. Um, did you guys catch that fucking loogie dangling from Triple H's so mouth? Gross. Yeah, it's it's so gross. Disgust. And you could see him like trying to spit it up multiple times before he oh. could finally. And it just, it was a good four inches. All he needed was like his little brother underneath him. And just, he could just be like, I'm going to get you. Come on, Sean. <laughs> but it was all, overall, I think, a, a decent a decent match. Yeah. Television quality match. I Fine think. way to start it off. Uh, and then we would get to the smoking guns versus Bulldog and Owen. Fucking kill me. I just feel, exactly, it's like, I just feel like I've seen this match already too many times. Yes. I, I can imagine if I, if I was also watching the, on is this the Is this the rubber match? I don't even know. I don't, it's, it's they feel they wrestled a hundred times. Why didn't Bulldog and Owen have a name? <laughs> oh, because they're kind of like a McIntyre and Ziggler are now. It's like they're, they're, they're really single stars and they're going to be single stars again. It's like when Venus and Serena play with each other. Like, you know, they're... they're Then they're the Williams sisters. Are they? Yeah. No, they're Venus and Serena, man. They are... Listen, each of them can be top billing on their own. Billy Gunn, at least not yet, is not ready for top billing. I don't think a lot of be ready, uh, <laughs> personally. Well, what is Billy Gunn ready for? He's an ass man. <laughs> do, do, do. Uh, 
Yeah, this was fun. I appreciate Owen Hart cutting a stupid mullet. Yeah. So that was that was like a refreshing. I was like, oh look at it that. Good. Owen Hart, get a little haircut. I was really hoping for a giant poster of Clarence Mason to roll down <laughs> from the Raptors. That would have been really good, honestly. I would have really enjoyed that. What if we did another podcast where we just went back in time and like and rewrote. rewrote what should have happened? <laughs> so so we have to invent a time machine. <laughs> That'll be the easy part. Well, no. How are we going to get tickets to this show? First of all, recording the time machine is the hardest part. <laughs> time travel and recording is too difficult. So what happened with Clarence Mason and Jim Cornette? Because they said like he, that was the last pay per view. So remember when um, he Jim signed Cornette, something, but yeah, I don't know what happened. He signed over basically the rights to manage Owen Hart and British Bulldog. I think that um, that got resolved probably in the Raws because yeah, they got, it didn't. Really, I wasn't really sure what happened. Right, it didn't get explained super great on the pay per view again, and also it's not very important and doesn't really matter. Uh, that could sum up this match. In fact, uh, the first time I was watching uh, the pay per view. Between, like, the very confusing first match and then this match, I was, like, basically ready for bed. Like, I was starting to nap on the couch, and I had to, like, after this pay-per-view ended, I had to I had to rewatch to get, like, the, the get through up to the part where I woke up again, because it was so boring. Uh, favorite... Can you believe he's almost 39, folks? <laughs> Damn it. My favorite part of this match was when they cut to Sunny backstage watching, and she did what she thought was her impression of what a woman looks like when she's thinking. <laughs> and it was yeah. truly the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. Please describe this for us, Bobby. She was looking toward the television, not necessarily at the television, I'm not convinced. Mm-hmm. And she had her arms crossed with one hand just holding her chin, yeah. eyes narrowed, just like nodding, but like not really on a beat or in a consistent way. It just looked so uncomfortable as if she has never even consider what it looks like to be thinking she was trying her hardest to look conflicted it was just like mm, was it conflicted mm. i guess right now i'm like what are you giving me are you studying are you in love with him i'm like this is real rough to get I, through well i have no idea where sonny's going from here so what was she trying to figure out if she should Take uh, cheat with davy boy smith uh, um <laughs> in real life no well she's already like keep in mind at this point her and Shawn michaels are going at it well, i mean everybody oh, okay. that's true that's i wasn't sure where, where that was going her and Shawn michaels are opening a small business together where'd you think i was going with that aaron <laughs> what uh, is up with this small corn business <laughs> um i would would love for king to tell us more about this woodshed uh what about what jim ross when jim ross was basically saying that was jim ross right who said like sonny should have been taken to the woodshed more i thought that was king i thought it was king was it the king so basically, was he saying she should be beaten more? I think so. A hundred, uh, yes, a hundred percent. Cool. Yeah, I mean, oh. the the king was in rare form in, in this whole this whole thing. I was really wishing I could mute him. No, you know what? It was Jim Ross because the king loves Sonny and was like, "That's a real woman," and was basically watching Sonny going, "Oh man, I hope she sees this and winks at me." And he, she fucking winks at him and he creams. It was Jim Ross who basically was the one who was who was saying like, "Oh, you take her up. You know, she should have gone to the woodshed." I hate that we're talking to talk about the announcers so much in this. I hate it. We are being forced to. Um, 
the the only thing that I liked about this match was kind of the spy versus spy quality here, where where they would try something and then it would immediately backfire on them multiple times. So when Billy Gunn um, was jumping off of the uh, off of the top rope and then Davy Boy Smith pulled him back. Oh so. yeah, 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 yeah. Davy Boy Smith was behind him, holding onto his waistband for a he real long know. time, and Bart was like, "Anybody feel that's weird." That's weird. I don't remember, remember seeing a hand back there before I left my, the house. Like my what? belt loop. That's um, so weird. So there's a British man has his hand on the back of my pants. So there, there. Uh, I think part this this match was still more of the like the carryover of the announcing shit. So mm-hmm. there was a lot of of uh, Jim Ross like cutting out. There was a lot of Jim Ross sounding weird, like like old timey radio. There was also uh, I I kind of like this actually. Um, McMahon and Jim Ross kind of like going back and forth like on the announcing so he'd be like so Jim, uh, JR would be like you know what you know what that hold was and uh, and McMahon would be like yes I, I get that thank you I, I was there for that or then you know he'd be like oh look out for this tag and Vince is like oh is it an amazing tag <laughs> and he's like no it's a smart it's a clean tag it's a quick tag smart and quick tag like I kind of like that like that like you know, ribbing each other over the actual calling of the match, I thought was okay. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. It was again more, more distraction. Uh, just kind of sucked. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't into it. I'm, these tag matches have have been a disappointment all around. I think for as long as we've been trucking through this, these these pay per views. But then what's never a disappointment is they cut to the superstar line. Oh, always gosh. good. Always good. Always where it, good. Where it's Triple H and, and who, somebody's who, dead. Who's who the is that guy? And I, he's got the phone next to his ear the entire time. He never says a word. Was he, he, he might have been working for the FBI and he's he like, we've got the trace. Yeah, like, what? You can't be there. Is he Triple H's manager? Is he Triple H's, I think he's his like, father. <laughs> It's take your dad to work day. If you want your own phone line, I get to listen in. Do you, do you think Triple H is like, Dad, I'm on. I got it. <laughs> hang up. Hang dad, up. hang up. <laughs> Who was that guy? I don't know. It's going to be one of the great enduring mysteries. If you know, Wait, please yes, email if you us. Know, if you know, please email us at helenacellphone at gmail.com. I think it was Kane. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then what was Bret Hart doing in South Africa? That's my question. Good question. I'm not sure. I know Bret Hart was taking some time off, and he was out, and his obviously it was a big thing because that was the whole thing with the other one too. Uh, Brian Pillman, when he was like, "I promise, Bret Hart's coming." Everyone's been trying to get Bret Hart to come back. Were they having? Was this around the time that they were like, like negotiating his contract? Because I know, okay, I know that. I mean, like the WCW stuff. Yeah, I know that the screw job is gonna happen, but I don't. No, you've got a while. That's yeah. Okay, is that that, that's that's like next year? That's over a year away. Yeah. Okay. Um and. And then we get more of the ongoing saga of Ahmed Johnson and Farouk, who I think, did he lose a little bit of foam padding on his space gladiator yeah, he helmet? He trimmed like it down that. a little bit. It did look like that. Meanwhile, Ahmed Johnson is dressed exactly like that old picture of The Rock <laughs> in the turtleneck yes. with the jeans and the it's, fanny if pack. It's like a Jimmy Fallon joke and they're going to wear t-shirts with each other on them. Like <laughs> That's how identical the outfit is. <laughs> Can I say that I think Ahmed Johnson is guilty of Uh-oh. Farouk Assault? Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Yes! Bobby is pointing at the door. Get out. I know we're in your house, but get out. Farouk Assault. That is 
incredibly good. I am furious. Here and now and here and now. First of all, never, 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 never. Okay, you know what, bitch? That's letters to Cleo. Damn it! Speaking of 1996, bitch, that's not Veruca Salt. Volcano Girls. Veruca Salt is Seether. Oh, can't fight the Seether. Wow, that is a borderline misogynist. But yes. Yes. You're thinking of Letters to Cleo, which is also a kick-ass band. Both amazing girl bands. Well, when when uh, Letters is a wrestler on WWE, <laughs> I will bring them in. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This we gets... go from borderline misogyny to uh, blatant homophobia with Goldust versus Mark Marrow. Love it always. Um, also, like the, I like the Mark Marrow Jerry Lawler exchange beforehand. First of all, I does I love the dead eyed look in Sable's eyes, where she's like, again, what what am I conveying here? I don't know. I think Mark Marrow had like an on off switch on his back, and Sable's job was just to flip it because he's just staring off. He's got the thousand yard stare, and as soon as it turns to him, it's like. Oh, it's my turn to talk. All right, <laughs> he's look su- kind of also face. such a like he's such a weird looking person. He just looks like a weird person. You're like, this is this weird little Richard muscle man, and I don't understand what I'm looking at. Oh, as soon as you told me the little Richard thing, I I, it's, I, like, I can't unsee but the I glasses. Even shattered. as a child, before I even knew about the character in WCW, I'd be like, he looks like little Richard. He also looks a little <laughs> bit like Oates. Like John he does Oates. a little bit like got a little Oates. Oates. I can see a little Oates, a little Oates vibe. Hey, wow, man. Huh? We see Farouk got back trouble. I said earlier, I bet you got foot trouble now. Are your feet feeling a little cold? Now that you know you're going to have to get in the ring with gold dust, huh? No, Lord. You know, I don't like- got time for you. My eyes are too focused on the match tonight. It's unfortunate. What- my, my eyes are too focused on what's happening tonight. I saw his eyes in that, and they don't look like they're focusing on much of anything. He's got a. He, they were like in like th- two different directions. He's a little bit, a little bit fish-eyed. I also like how he was like on the intercontinental champion of the world, but that's not a thing. That's not what we. That's not a thing. That's. I guess if you consider that you can only be intercontinental on a planet. Yeah, yes. I was like, what? Huh? But I did truly, sincerely, like the last line where Lola's coming. He's like, "I'm the champion. You're the chump." And I was like, "You tell." That was sick burn. And then he left. And I was like, "Cool. I'm. I'm I like that." Sable's dressed like somebody's mom at a wedding tonight. Another black pantyhose. <laughs> uh, she also has like I don't I don't like her her perm right now. But it, as was the fashion of the time, you know what I mean? Like that was she was. I mean, even I, as a young homosexual, thought oh, we she was are, sexually attractive. We are aware. Okay, <laughs> we, we've got we we, we we've gone into your uh, Kinseyan scale. Covered that. Um, I do like the part where Jerry Lawler insinuated that Sable slept with the referee to get Mark Marriott to win the match. At the Marriott. At the Marriott. <laughs> Good God. Like, uh, if you remember our time at the Holiday Inn, then... <laughs> Look, you and me, we talked about this at the La Quinta, okay? <laughs> uh, yeah, King is so healed that he thinks Sable is ugly. That's like, I'm, I'm so evil that... that... That I, I don't have any sense of, of beauty standards of, of any sort. Also goes in on Sable's plastic surgery, yeah. which using a reference to the hit 1996 film, The First Wives Club. I know. <laughs> I, was, I was like, I what was is like, happening? Read the room. What are you doing? Didn't he also bring up the long, the long kiss, kiss goodnight? goodnight. Oh, that was my slimy for later. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I thought the First Wives Club thing was shocking. And I looked it up because it did that hit theaters exactly one month before. On September twentieth, nineteen ninety six. So it is fresh in the cultural consciousness. But uh, still, let's, let's. I'm not sure if it's cultural consciousness. I think it's the king's like. But it was a deep. That's a deep reference. And not only do you have to like be aware, because like you could make a reference to the first wives' clubs if like they're getting a divorce, that he should be in the first wives. Like simple. But no, that was like a deep cut. No, because Goldie Hawn's character 
Elise, gets a lot of lip injections, you see, as someone with plastic surgery, such as Sable has, compared to, like, very specific. Do you think Jerry Lawler was also, like, the film critic at one point? Like, like at the same time? Just, like, while, it, like, on the tour bus, in the in between, he's just kind of, like, figuring out. If like, the WWE... I don't think that Jerry Lawler is literate, so. I he was, would hope he was reviewing that... Buffalo 66. If the WWE Network had existed then, he would have his own sort of, like, at the movies. <laughs> episodic program <laughs> where he would turn around and be like puppies and like I'll just talk about like breasts and things especially if we're in a post me too era and he's still doing it uh, which he certainly is um what about Mr. Perfect on on uh, commentary for this match first of all I was like Mr. Perfect you had time to fix your tie <laughs> towel off I mean like did you have to just come out soaking wet looking like a mess it was the only outfit he packed he was like that's it this is all I have um uh, him to Stone Cold, you might be some kind of whoop ass here. <laughs> Wait, he said that. He said that. that. What's a whoop ass? Well, because they had they were so new to cursing on air, it's as if they had no idea what those words were whatsoever. And he's like, he got over saying whoop ass. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna do a whoop ass on him, and it was very. <laughs> we'll see you later who the whoop ass is. It's like that that dinner scene in um in Donnie Darko where like <laughs> you... how exactly does one suck a fuck? <laughs> suck a fuck. I also had forgotten and remembered watching this match that um, the wild man's signature like hand signal is the Batusi yeah. from the Adam West live action Batman show. And I was like, that was very cool. First of all, he's just trying to focus his eyes. <laughs> That's how he gets them to straighten out. Man, but you see him go up to do the shooting star press, the wild thing, and you could see in his eyes like, I hope this goes well. Like... <laughs> Because he, like the, the doing the Batusi was kind of like his prayer. Yeah, it's like that's I don't know if I'm gonna make it if either of us are gonna survive this, so like they were not doing that back then. And I feel like Is Merrill Hall of Famer? No, never will be. No way. Never what? in a million years. One, because he's bad. He's a bad wrestler and had a bad and like didn't have a good career. Okay, because I just two, see him. He I, had a very bad relationship with the WWE. Okay, like, it went real bad. I just see him just kind of like pioneering a lot. Like he's the high flyer of this. No, era. he is. We're spoiled by it, and he's like probably one of the people on the main card that's doing it. But like WCW at this time is like bringing all these like Lucha Libre wrestlers, and like that's where Mysterio got started in Psychosis and Juventud Guerrero, and like all of these like real Lucha Libres who were doing the real shit. So he's like barely. I mean, it's impressive compared to like a bunch of sleeper holds for for twenty minutes, but at the same time, you could see him up there like, oh boy, <laughs> I don't know how this is gonna go. <laughs> Whereas you could see Ricochet fucking do it like running blind off the top of a skyscraper. Like, <laughs> he base jumps blindfolded, uh, like press. no, like unbelievable. Anyway, yeah, Mark Merrow sucks, but I was a huge fan, and this was good. And Goldust was doing. Doing his thing? Yeah, he was uh, he was pretty good. I, I liked his new outfit. It looked like a seismograph. Or... Much more comfortable, I probably feel like. It seemed uh, like... I still saw like a lot of ass crack. Yeah, it felt less like when you unzipped it, steam would come out. <laughs> the other one felt like a workout, like a sauna suit. <laughs> a cartoon ghost just flies out. Ooh. This felt like a little bit of an improvement. Um, I did not understand why he threatened to stick his tongue in everyone's mouth. I love that. Um, I was you shut up. <laughs> oh yeah, because, but a mid match because yeah, you know, in the middle happened. of the match, yeah. you know that you got your guy down, and that's a perfect time to just talk to the audience. It was it was He's very like Garrison Keeler. <laughs> in many ways, in many ways, <laughs> in Hollywood, we'll be gone. <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, that was it was a it was a fine match. There fine. was a good a good moonsault. Uh, moonsault's nice. Oh, I was I have a note that I just wrote these two weirdos keep touching them. I think Yeah, those guys. Those guys, man, weird. But they had the hot seat too. So a lot of action was happening there cuz they're in the the hard camera. Did you get the seat. uh the King's Don't Ask Don't Tell joke? No. Yes. Did I, did I miss that? Yes. Terrible. They and they went on it for like a good 30 seconds. What? How did I miss this? It was about uh I think they were like they they were saying that like Goldust was basically like, "Oh, he's he's Don't Ask Don't Tell" or something. Oh, well, I mean, sure. And then they start talking about the Clintons, I think. Yeah. Uh, and then, then we're like, well, that's the army there, King. And he's like, you know who that was? this whole thing out? <laughs> Jesus, man. <laughs> we well, yes, our troops here. <laughs> yeah, so that, this is fine. <laughs> so then we go... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's like about most of these matches. I mean, it was, yeah. a, no, it was no. a lot of... This for the like most of, episode of SmackDown. For the most of this pay-per-view, it was just like, oh, that was fine. No titles changed. Not a single title change. Oh, yeah. I didn't even Nothing think about that. Nothing substantial really felt like it happened for most of these matches. Yes, that's true. Um, do Are, are you going to talk about the uh, the AOL thing? I, I don't... There was a promo in between with uh, fake fake Razor and Diesel with uh, with JR. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I, was, I, I just wrote that I think AOL should sue WWF for a breach of contract <laughs> for making fake Razor and fake Diesel stand behind them. Like... They gave him, obviously, just the worst. The worst of the worst. The mayor of Knoxville County. The mayor, <laughs> yes. the elected mayor of Knoxville County. Played a fake version of another wrestler. But was that hair also a wig? And that's what I would like oh, to know. Hun- it had to be, right? I don't know. He could have had a full head of hair at that time that he dyed jet black. And you know what? Wig. A wig wouldn't really hold... Uh... Because he wears During a, wig. a match. As Kane, he wears a wig. Yes. And it's but, the but most that's hilarious atta- thing. That, it's, that is attached to a mask. It is the least believable thing I, I've ever mask? seen in wrestling. Especially when you've seen what and it I looks watched, like out of there. I watched someone get buried alive on this pay-per-view. <laughs> and I'm like, I was like, I'm in. I buy it. The wig, I will not abide. Honestly, fake, fake Diesel and fake Razor Ramon really look a lot like Gilbert. Yeah. Yeah. They yep. remind me of Gilbert a lot. And the, yeah, and I mean, the, this is the low point right here. This is they—they they found the pit, and now they have to start clawing their way out, however they can. Are they? And gonna, that's the, are they going to die on their way back to their home planet? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's the, that's what the Attitude Era is. The the WWF found themselves so far down at the ratings that they were just like, I don't know, fuck it, let's just let's do, do literally fucking anything, anything, anything at all. Oh, I didn't. I didn't realize that they that they just chose that the attitude error came out of them just being like, well, no one's really gonna, no one's watching it right now anyway. Oh yeah, so no, no fucking... one was focus grouping. No one was like, hmm, you know, it's a hot trend right now. Like that, that no, that it was no, like, backwards arts. They were like, we will do literally anything to get some ratings right now. What's the likelihood Show that they were tits. like that they were like you know shooting around the room and they're like, what if we had a real murder? Like let's just let's get somebody who is oh god well no wait <laughs> just Eric, wait just, just wait until the next show Eric. can we just can we just table can we just table this for oh, for a bit Jesus because <laughs> the, the 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 reason we have this podcast Eric is because you will be shocked by the length they will go in the attitude era I first of all aside from from what this podcast is is um what we're I guess chronicling other than the rise of corn then yes. well I was gonna say other than than Aaron's hopelessly depressing childhood. 
and and your like fascination, sexual yeah, well, okay. your sexual awakening, and also just like everything that that made up your your ego as it is now, uh-huh. like uh-huh. your every like all the nostalgia. I like that we're we're also tracking the fact that like I literally most of the time do not feel surprise or pleasure from any media because <laughs> this is how my brain always works. I'm always like, well, what? I wonder if this would happen, and that it, it, that's exactly what's going to happen. Like. The things that I like the most in media are the things that truly throw me off because it, I'm thinking like this all the time and it's a it fucking is terrible. I'm not it's, I'm not saying I'm so smart. I'm just saying <laughs> it's terrible. But I'm also I'm too smart for this, guys. <laughs> guys, I <laughs> so this is a podcast about Aaron's Corbett McCarthy esque childhood. <laughs> My bizarre John Waters roots, and how Eric is smarter and, and one step ahead of all media. I'm brilliant. Uh, and once again, Marlena is wearing an evening gown. Yeah, she's always gonna wear an evening gown. She's wearing an evening oh, that gown. That cigar, it stinks. Even, even Jesus McMahon could not handle the smell of cigar smoke. He's essentially uh, Sandy D in Greece. Is what's happening. He's Sandy D getting, getting ill from He's one like, cigarette. Sir. Yes, exactly. That's, that's him. Powerbomb montage. Oh. Oh. I mean, how this happened is shocking. I am honestly surprised that they handled this entire next segment so incompetently that you're like, truly. No one asked you to do this. None of it made any sense. You didn't have to do a powerbomb montage. You could have been like, hey, both guys want to be champ. Both guys have histories with Shawn Michaels. Full stop. <laughs> let's let's show all the power bombs that they do. Let's let's make it a debate, and then let's not show one power bomb the, in the whole match. The funniest, the funniest thing was was HBK. We were like, yes. "Well, I've had Sid's power bomb, and it knocked me out. I had Vader's power bomb, and knocked me out too. So I'm gonna have to say it's equal. Like if he's judging a pie eating contest, like, well, the apple pie was delicious. The pecan pie." Also delicious. I'm gonna have to say it's a tie. It was like he was so happy they were talking to him. That it's he like, was like he was on so much cocaine. He is the smuggest. He's just like sitting on top of the world, not a care. I'm just gonna have to say, yeah, fuck, like, fuck that. Heartbreak kids is or like well, I don't know what that. Was. <laughs> <laughs> Corn. Corn. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was very unimpressed with Horsebreak Kid the entire time. <laughs> Um, first of all, Sid needs to speak up in his promos. He, he everything is, <sighs> everything about this was a such a dud. Both these guys are duds. This match was a dud. The story was a dud. The setup was a dud. It was a big, HBK's leisure suit was a dud. It's uh. all, a dud. HBK looked like the scene in a Pauly Shore movie where he shows up at his girlfriend's disapproving father's business meeting to take over the company. <laughs> <laughs> that is what that outfit was. But his hair looked great. His hair, I mean, a lot of their hair looked very good. I'm like, are you guys all using leave-in conditioner? What is happening? Triple H, I was just watching him, like, whip his hair around and just being like, you're bald. You're fucking bald right now. But it looks so healthy. I mean, like, Seth Rollins' hair today does not look good. Like, Roman Reigns, their hair doesn't look good. I thought Vader had amazing hair. I think Vader... (laughs) Vader around his nipple, you mean? (laughs) Vader, Vader, so it was supposed to be like streaks, like along the side, I, right? They have no idea. It looked like the guy from Prodigy, right? Oh, the Twisted Firestarter? Yeah. Like the, the reverse Mohawk. It reminded me of when oh, yeah. I begged my mother oh, boy. To, to 
Get lightning bolts. <laughs> shave. Why you have corn t-shirts? <laughs> no, this was. They were like this tracks. Like they put it. They, they actually went to like a personal shot. Like, look, our son wants lightning bolts in his head. Um, what do we get him? And they're like the corn t-shirt. Clearly, this is. What hey, he, Aaron. He likes what, the crow. what do you think of dusters? I don't know. <laughs> I would think. Cool. He's dressing as the crow. He's trick or treating in high school. I would think get him a corn. I would t-shirt. think the lightning bolts in there would be like get him a Belbiv Devoe t-shirt or something yeah, this like is that. True. I also, in, in your defense desperately wanted a lightning bolt shaved in my head. I got Who had a lightning bolt in their head that we saw this and were like, yes. There was a kid Literally on that. the bus Vanilla who ice. was a year older than me who lip synced to um to I, La Bamba at the high school talent show. Or no, sorry, the the like the elementary school talent okay, show. Okay, all right. That's only a little better. First of all, lip sync to La Bamba is I, it's just weird. But did he it's do a, a good choice. job? Like, did he hit the, the, did he at least, like, hit the words? I mean, does, does I mean all he has to do is say, ba-la-la-la-la-bamba. Yeah, but, I mean, did he sell it? Uh, no. Did no, he, he did Was not. he giving you the full Lou Diamond Phillips? <laughs> uh, that's the, it's like the full, <laughs> the full Monty. <laughs> I mean, I feel like the, the full Lou Diamond Phillips was an important stage in your uh, sexual development. Sure, of course, still is. I, uh, in, I think it was fourth grade or fifth grade, I, um, lip-synced to Wrapped Around Your Finger by the Police for my class. At summer camp, I was part of a group. We all had to do it. I didn't choose to do it. To lip sync, Dude Looks Like a Lady. And all the boys dressed like ladies. Nobody for... I, I was not my idea. Uh, you were, and I was like very I afraid think, to do it. Because I was like, I oh think shit, for your sake, gonna, we're going to cut this out. We're all going to know I'm super gay if I do this. <laughs> You're like, no, please, no. But I, like, I make a bigger deal out of it, then I'm going to look super, super gay. Also, I was like seven, but still... All the teens at my summer camp, that was their idea. I I knew all of that album by heart. Every single word. Oh, Guys, sorry. there was sorry. no power was bombs life. in this entire sorry. match. Wait, but I, I think we, we know that they're equal, so why, why bother showing them? <laughs> why do we even have to have a power bomb off? As HBK decreed, we, they're equal. Uh, there was one part of this match I really liked where Vader had Psycho Sid sitting in the corner... And Vader just, like, stood up against him with, like, his full fupa just, like, in his face. Yeah. In a way that we weren't discussing, we weren't addressing. And he was just telling the crowd, but, like, his face was just, like, pressed into his gunt in a way that I it, uh, that should I'm, have been evaluated. I'm or, sorry. His, upon. his gunt? Gunt? It's a portmanteau. <laughs> portmanteau? Portmanteau? No, portmanteau, portmanteau. is... <laughs> It's like Here a we go Tuesday. again. <laughs> Here we go again. Portmanteau. Are you happy, you shitbag? Yeah. Um, as I first of all, Here I, in America. Am I? Well, I feel like I'm, I am taking the heel. The heel roll. It's, it's O, as in O, like water. What about when Sid must have had like daredevil vision to see J- that Jim Cornette was like on the ropes behind him in order to break the hold and go like. Thwart his uh, <clears throat> interference. Oh, I thought it was was it wasn't it all of the people on the side who literally were just like they're right behind you. <laughs> which which no everyone. Which no wrestler ever seems to hear. No. This no. time they see they all seem to get it. Like they were like at one point the, the guys were just like hey 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 they're like tapping him on the, on the arm like hey <laughs> hey hey he's coming he's coming and so he just turns around and smacks him and keeps going to what he was gonna do. Is there any explanation for why wrestlers just freeze up like a deer in headlights when they jump off the ropes and they're caught? You mean like when, oh, so basically, so Sid lands in Vader's arms. Yes. Vader's holding him and Sid is making no effort. Making no effort, like, doesn't. No, that's 
that's just part that this is like it's one of those things it's a stunner it's like when you get a vertical suplex and it's like and it's like a delay like Bobby Lashley and you're up there for like a good 30 seconds and it's like you just wouldn't work like that <laughs> same thing with like Seth Rollins' top rope superplex Falcon Arrow comp. it's like that won't work mm-hmm. Part so of you're, not, you're not supposed to straighten out your body as soon as they lift you up no, and just and, stay and just straight wait, and just wait <laughs> I'm chilling here upside down as long as possible nope that's, it's one of the things we, we all agree we're going to suspend our disbelief to like pull off these incredible moves. Otherwise, we're watching MMA, and MMA is what? Boring as fuck. <laughs> I, I liked at the end. So nowadays, there's no pyro for anything. Correct. But at the end of this match, <laughs> they shook hands, and then the fireworks exploded over them. It's just like like the friendship fatality at the end of Mortal Kombat. It is, that is Wait, a there's thousand a friendship fatality? Accurate. Yeah, you yeah. Could, you like hand him a flower or something like that, and then it would say friendship instead of fatality. I did not play enough. Corn. <laughs> Mortal Kombat, The Crow, trick or treating in high school, and also. Hey, Aaron, do you want to dress up like Scorpion this year? <laughs> nah, Ma, I got another idea. Uh, love this being over. No, love the uh, pyro and this, but the degree in which, again, Eric, I cannot wait for you. We get deeper in the attitude, Eric, because. The, the the amount of pyro they start to use is so comically over the top that like it's almost punctuating every sentence and it's so much it's like a sh- it's like when you watch the shock and awe campaign like the early that footage from Baghdad with that TV movie that Helena Bottom Carter was in about the starting of CNN sure no one else I, no. I studied journalism we had to watch it in school but it was at the beginning of CNN anyway it looked like that it looked like literal bombs over Baghdad yeah I I, well, I also saw they they had a lot for Mero too. It was yep. like it was like pinwheels almost. Pretty soon, like literally everyone. By the time things really get cooking, every single person has pyro. Like imagine like Bo Dallas coming out, and there is truly two and a half minutes of explosions. <laughs> Do you think that they that like the guy who is who is like in charge of setting all this stuff up was just like, hey, you know, at a certain point, he's like, hey, I got a better offer from North Korea. They've got a few parades and, and birthdays that I have to do. It's it's just more year-round work for me, so I'm just going to go over to a, a, a despot. That, that was an I, I require an answer. That wasn't a... No, they cut, they cut Pyro in wrestling <laughs> because it's too much money. That makes sense. And eventually they were, and they were doing it because they were trying to beat this. Whole, everything you're seeing from now until WCW ceases to exist is to beat WCW. And even things you're seeing today are reactions to WCW then and former WCW people being punished and being proven that they're still never, will never be as good as the people from WWE. Still to this day. Vince McMahon will go to his grave being like, dead turner. That is. Corn. <laughs> and then he'll be dead. It's like, you won, dude. Yeah. You won. Just like. It doesn't matter. And but meanwhile, Ted Turner's like, doesn't. I'm such doesn't a fucking, fucking care. billionaire. Is he dead? Who cares? I. Hold on, we went to we all our go our research our team. Nope. nope, 80 years old. 80 years old? That's he seems young. like, yeah, he seems like he should be like... I thought he was a fucking skeleton. Is he married to Jane Fonda? He was. We're just gonna Divorce do... Divorce in 2001. This is my TED Talk? <laughs> <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Farouk Assault. <laughs> uh, um, I would have loved to go to the Hall of Fame banquet that they showed the the little like the promos where it's like at the New York American Legion or something like that <laughs> with people from yesteryear and people of today. And Shawn Michaels looked like he was just like kind of rubbing his nostril yeah, a little Shawn bit. Shawn Michaels spent a lot of time in the bathroom for that one. 
That was also the first time I've saw Doc Hendrix's name written out, and it's spelled D O K. Uh, I don't have anything else to say about it, but yeah, does he have a ponytail? Because sure they never show him from a from an angle where you fully can like you'll see him. you know he'll for he'll sure. He'll get some more on screen stuff down the road. Okay, he's an important guy. Oh, just, by the way, was it, was this uh was this the heel turn? Was this like another heel Jr. thing to be like? I'm not gonna let Doc Hendricks talk. I'm gonna go up to Psycho Sid and like do my little Ever yeah. Murrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely was gonna. It was definitely another heel. Like another heel move to be like, I'm gonna ask the tough questions. It's just weird to have a heel announcer. It doesn't make well, we, sense. We have them now. I mean, like uh, most of the time, it's Corey Graves is the heel announcer, and the they're always is the heel announcer. No, I know, but, but not like, so. That was a weird heel. But it's weird that they're like part of the storyline. That they yeah. have like a storyline. Usually, have a heel announcer who just like they build up the heels and the other announcer. Well, right, up like, the faces isn't, and... isn't like wasn't Jerry Lawler kind of the heel yeah. announcer? Yeah, Jerry yes. Lawler is the heel announcer. Ugh. Ugh, I just hate I, every time I watch, watch that's the thing I hate the most. It's like I can't bear to listen to Jerry Lawler again. <laughs> well, you've only got like so eight many more years. I know, I know. <laughs> but it's made me appreciate so much what the commentary we have now. Yeah, now I have to I have to pay attention to Corey Graves. Yeah, he's always like making the like he like he rips on he always rips on Sasha Banks for example. Okay. He's always like she stabs all her friends in the back. Oh, they're getting along now. Like even that's like they are getting along. That's that's the story. He still pushes <laughs> that like no, she's the glory hog. And like Mandy Rose is always he always like builds her up as a goddess and all the Alexa Bliss is a goddess and all this stuff. Hmm. That's all. And now Psycho Sid will effectively become the number one contender. This is. Essentially, the end of Vader's career. I mean, he's not getting on screen, but this is it. I mean, this is the Shawn Michaels was like, I don't want him to punch me in the face anymore, and now he's done. And then he'll never like sniff the main event again. That's what I figured because I, I figured when when it was like this, when, especially when he came out, like, what was the point of him coming out? Just like Shawn Michaels, yeah. Because the winner of this match got a shot at the WWE Championship, so which he, he holds. Okay, so he so was the would presiding face over it. Yeah, it's a it's a god a weird move. We this would be a TV match now. Like, this is a whole pay-per-view yeah. with the world title. I mean, I know we're used to it today with Brock Lesnar, but huh. Shawn Michaels is an active, ro- is like a very active roster member. Very active with Sonny, if you catch my joke. Okay. And but, he had a match against Goldust, a, a dark, dark match, match against Goldust during the, this After show. After the show. After the show? Yeah, because the crowd wants to fucking see, they're like, we paid to fucking see Shawn Michaels. He's the biggest star in the company. Right. It'd be like going to Raw now uh, and not seeing Braun Strowman. Like, Without, like, an injury or something, but, like, and not seeing Braun Strowman or not right, right, right. going to smash and AJ Styles isn't there. And you're like, or Daniel Bryan isn't making an appearance. You're like, no, that's why I'm here. I bought tickets for this, especially a pay-per-view. It's not like a house show. Well, I mean, given the other pay-per-views that we've watched, I wouldn't be surprised if they were like, eh, fuck the audience. Like, yeah, but then, but the we'll world, roll something out in front of them. We'll the world champion should be there. And so that that's why they did the dark match afterwards. But he uh, he just was there to make it official. And now start the program with him and Sid going forward. Got it. And and there, are they? Is the idea gonna? Is the idea going forward that they're supposed to be um, rivals, but they're friends? Sure. Like that, they that respect is, each other and they like each other. But that they're... is certainly what the handshake at the end of today's match was supposed to. But like at one point, well, Sid to, was to, also yelling. At yeah. Him. To go to go back well, even psycho. further. <laughs> It's, when it's like, Sid used to be uh, Shawn Michaels' bodyguard, and right. so um, then 
famously they, he split he powerbombed Shawn Michaels multiple times and then it was just a few pay-per-views ago where we saw Shawn Michaels welcoming back so it was like oh my god he, he's back and so that's kind of mm. the story that they're telling now is Shawn Michaels is welcome to back now they've got they face off for the championship now I remember I know Shawn Michaels was powerbombed by Vader as well does he have like any kind of opinion? Strong feelings, one with the other. <laughs> who, who would he rather take a power bomb again? If you only get one, like if he were to say, like who who really delivers the power in the power bomb? I guess we'll never know. So then we come to the main event where where uh, so where Vince McMahon says we are minutes away from someone being buried alive in the most nonchalant way to announce that murder is about to take place. Yep. On screen. There was a point, I think, early in the match where they're wrestling and they gave us a camera angle from, like, the grave. Yep. And I was like, yep. cool, so we're 100 <laughs> feet away. I can't really make out what's happening. There's a shovel in and the And it was, like, a really important moment. It, like it was, like, a very important moment when he was leaping off the top rope to the outside. And so, like, we could see him climbing and we're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was nervous they were going to cut back. And I was like, I would rather see that than this pile of dirt, please. Um, I'm no director. I but... like to keep it in context. Yeah. So in the the package beforehand, Undertaker says he will not have a nice day. W- was Mankind already using have a nice day yeah. as, okay. Yeah. I, think I seem to remember him going, have a nice day. But yeah, I think it was like from the beginning it was part okay. of his shtick. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, this match is fucking awesome. It's fucking awesome. These two are so good and have, and this is not even the best, this is certainly not even close to their best match. Like, they have, like, a rivalry for the ages and bring up the best in each other, and it is fucking great. But it starts off in just that, that first shot from of uh, Mankind by The Undertaker into the steel barrier, it's, and I'm just like, I'm in. I'm so in. I want to see everything. steel barrier, right? Oh, oh hell yeah. yes. Oh, hell yeah. People's heads hit a lot of things Could in you this imagine match. if they, like, we wouldn't have, I mean, I'm glad that wrestlers are safe now, and they're or safer, and they're taking care of their concussion, and they're really on top of it. But boy, howdy, when they weren't, was it a lot of fun to watch. It's crazy. They were like basketball heads bouncing around on concrete, off of steel. No, no gimmick. No, no help. By the way, we we saw where the mic problems came from. You can't use a cord to strangle a guy and expect that the equipment's going to work afterwards, okay? That just, it's not how Who was the Cardinals Braves reference for? They are not in either Atlanta or St. Louis. Yeah, uh, Lawler oh, was just uh, like. Uh, sorry, Bobby. Uh, so sports. They so this is uh, for our other podcasts. <laughs> so yeah, so they had they had the the mic cord wrapped around and said they're they're choking harder than yeah, yeah. the Cardinals and the Braves. So that was a, a baseball game Were that was played. Of it those... might have been a movie that Jerry Lawler saw, uh, <laughs> like a double feature with Long Kiss Goodnight. I don't know. Oh man, yeah, I didn't catch. I just assumed the Braves were an Indianapolis team. No, no? not at all. No. Oh. Or the game just played recently? They, well, the game was pretty recent. Indianapolis yes, doesn't have a team, so uh, I guess maybe he went for... I don't even know what sport the Braves are. Oh, <laughs> it's baseball. Okay. <laughs> yeah, maybe like St. Saint... Louis Cardinals, so I don't know. I don't even know who Indianapolis... In the... People in Indiana... Yawn! I'm over it. <laughs> probably the... Probably I'm not here for Chicago sports. I'm here for sports entertainment. Bobby, what about when Undertaker launched over the barricade? That was... Fucking amazing. And I hear, I thought, because there's security guard who had that folding chair there, and I thought he was going to jump, use that as like a, a step, and he didn't. No. He just fully he just, fucking like, he hurdled that, that thing. shit. That was awesome. Yeah. Undertaker at his best is so fucking good, it makes it even more depressing 
to think of his recent matches that where he can barely move. And then you understand he can barely move because of Yeah, because of, of all, all of his amazing things. But, but yeah, I mean... But, oh my God. He died for our sins. His, he's so big. He's a very big man. Yeah, and he no, does his, very fun things. He can do what... Like, he can have all the whatever matches he wants. His legacy is intact with through he all of these... He can also just stop. Like he could, I, would, I would prefer <laughs> that for legacy. his knees. Yeah, go to your ranch. He could just stop. We don't need him to do more, honestly. No, we don't. But if he wants to keep getting paid, you know what? You... You did this for us. Then you can. You, we'll keep throwing Surely money. Surely he can now. give him a backstage role. Shawn Michaels is like writing NXT now. Wait, could oh, you really? Yeah, is he writes all the. I, apparently, it was an interview today, or it was on. Uh, I read about it today on the Dirt Sheets, but it was a recent episode of Edge of Christian's podcast where he essentially is like, "I'm all in on NXT. I've been working on it for years. I help write all the TV stuff. Blah 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 blah." Like he's deeply involved. He's like, "It's Triple it's H's awesome. baby." He's like, "But." I love it. He's like, and I am, this is like where I want to be and what I want to work on. And I'm like deeply invested in it. That's cool. It, it sucks that he's such an asshole. But I think he's not, well, he's a different kind of asshole now. Cause he found, he was, he's born again and like oh. whatever. And he is very, like is in Christian movies, like very seriously born again, not an act. So he's very earnest. What is the referee's job in this match? I don't know. Cause they're not, there's no rules. They're it's enforcing. to make sure that dirt's on them. Yeah, they have to. <laughs> they, they have to be like, "Yep, that's that is a, dirt. That's enough dirt. That's enough dirt. <laughs> this is cold. He's been buried. Yep, full up enough dirt." And we'll get into the mechanics of how the dirt and the burying works shortly. Okay, uh, that steel chair is an, oh. an actual steel folding chair. That yes. thing was bent to hell already, and then it. Then fucking mankind took it in the head. When yeah, when Undertaker lays it on his head and then does a leg drop, I don't know how he did. Like his face just didn't get all smushed. Well, a leg drop doesn't really hurt. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's not nearly as. It's not a real thing because they're laying on their own sit bones and they're just their leg is just barely putting any okay um, weight well, on. It looked good. It looked great, and he's um. They're amazing, but I don't. That that's not the that's not that that barely had me worried about McFoley's overall health. Uh, compared to so many other things that happened in the match, I do have a note that I did like the chair leg drop, and I was I was happy to find out that leg drop is the right term. Yeah, <laughs> I'm getting better at this. You're getting good. I'm so proud. There's also a, a really good hip toss off the dirt. Yes, once they got to the dirt, I was very into that. I'm also oh like, yeah, when they're both fighting in the well, grave, they go on the dirt and then they get off the dirt and then they go back to the dirt. There's like two trips to the dirt. I'm also very. I loved watching every time they rolled down the dirt. I thought the small package, like, yeah. uh, rolling down the dirt yeah. was particularly yeah, fun yeah. to watch. And I was like, are they just keeping their mouths closed? Are they, like, ugh, eating so much dirt? Where all the dirt come from? I'm glad that uh, that they didn't do the mandible claw after all the dirt, because uh, that would have been gross. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, grosser than regularly just sticking your sweaty, you... leather-covered... Fingers and do you think the dirt was actually just like crumbled up Oreos, like, it was, it was like just, worms and dirt? Yeah, that's what it was. And then like cocoa powder. <laughs> He's been buried alive and he's so sweet. Um, I loved when Mankind tried to pin the Undertaker in the ring, but just like building into his character, he doesn't really know <laughs> what's going on. <laughs> it was a very R Truth kind of moment, yes. but like scary R Truth. Yeah. Which I'd be all in if they ever wanted to do Scary Our Truth. Uh, I'm here for Scary Our Truth. Scary Truth. Well, I'll work on that. That's the Portman 2 right there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's the, the sequel's never as good as the original. Yeah. Uh, this match was great. It was just, it really was a thrill to watch. Um, anytime I can, they catch Paul Bearer screaming on the outside, I always, it tickles me. Yeah. He's, he's so weird. What a weird person that is. Yeah. 
Um, I his, real, his real name is Percy. <laughs> what? His real name is Percy. I, I think it's, I think his actual real Christian name is Percy Pringle. I do believe. I will confirm. And he went with Paul Bearer. Why not stick with Percy Pringle? That's great. Well, because Paul Bearer is a great character. What amazing! First of yeah, all, yeah, great name. But if you're also not going to be a drag Percy queen, Pringle. Paul Bearer. I mean, what a great name. My father's Mr. Bearer. Please oh, call me Paul. His ring name was Percy Pringle. I'm sorry. His real name is William Alvin Moody, which is not nearly as exciting. Definitely not. That but he same. also used to be in wrestling as Percival Percy Pringle the Third. Anyway, only complaint: nobody took a shovel to the head. Uh, no, Undertaker. The there end. was a there was a shovel. Oh. There was a shovel handle, and then there was the Undertaker back of the a end, shovel though. to somebody. Yeah, he didn't have the shovel at the end by the executioner. Yes, who was that? Was that Kane? It looked like no, Kane. It no, not. it did look like him. I had to look him up. Uh, Terry Bam Bam Gordy, part of the Fabulous Freebirds, which was a tag team with who? Doc Hendricks. Ah, um, mm. yeah, okay. and others, and also brought us the Fabulous Freebirds rule where three people could let uh, New Day hold well, on. Day's. And uh, now that's a Lucha, now it's three also people can hold on. Well, that's different. Lucha House Party rules now is now three people could be just in a tag. Wait, what? <laughs> what kind of party is this? Anyway, yes, that's when the New Day they can the three of them are all champions, and any two can defend at any given time. Got it. Um, I really, so I had early on, I was like, this is setting up the hand reaching out of the grave. We'll talk about that. But, um, I really liked when, um, they, uh, he got, uh, Undertaker into the grave. He he's like shoveling dirt onto the grave and the entire audience is chanting rest in peace. And I was just like, how great would it be? if there were people doing that at a real graveside service. <laughs> <laughs> like, someone's just getting buried. Like, there's just... Rest in peace. Rest, rest in peace. Oh, I'm, I'm having that put into my living will yes, tonight. Yes. Yep. Yeah, we all should... We should Guys, one let's, day, make a, let's make a pact. Yeah. <laughs> one day, we'll all have people chanting rest in peace. Just kidding. We... We're all going to die at the same time recording this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's our In the Bath podcast. <laughs> Uh, great, 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 but great, only great. if enough people subscribe to our Patreon. Yes, please. We, yeah. What if? What? Yeah. What if we just say like, if, if not enough people rate and review and subscribe, we'll just have a mutual suicide pact. This is getting. This is taking a turn. Yeah. It's getting dark. Rest Listen, in guys, peace. Guys, Rest in Eric, peace. I want to talk about the guy getting buried alive. I don't want to get dark about it. <laughs> so yeah. Living. So then, so uh, Undertaker buries mankind and then gets hit in the back of the head with by the. Um, the executioner, and then everyone just comes out All of the, the woodwork. Yep. So here's the thing. Okay, mankind gets hit. He's laying face down in the grave. Now, I'm, mechanics speaking, does he? Does he? Is he created his own air pocket? Is there like a straw? Is there something? That I don't know. Like, I was I was thinking some kind of scuba tank. He's down face there. down for sure. Like he's that's his body. He is in there for real. We'll talk about the Undertaker in a second. But mankind is for sure face down in the grave. I. My, I think there must have been like just like I think less, I think more simple than a scuba tank. I think it might just be like a snorkel or something that like is getting him air, and he's face down, or he might just create his own air pocket with his arms. Well, wait, or how it's long? How it, long was he in the grave? Not for? long. Not long that, enough though. Long enough that he needs. He can't hold his breath. No. I mean, I Mick Foley. I would think like if be anyway. like be like sure. Fuck it. Cover me in dirt. <laughs> Bury me alive. Yeah. Suffocate me. So that. Something he did something. There's something there that he comes out. Mm-hmm. Execution knocks Undertaker down. Undertaker's down there for a bit in the same face down position. Yeah. Then dirt comes down. Ooh, do you think they have the same mouth thing? That Probably. They... I think. Uh... 
Well, their fingers fingers yeah, are already. There's already all kinds of whatever. Anyway, dirt goes on, and they cut. There's lots of strobe light effect, mm-hmm. lots of darkness. Then they cut away to show more people shoveling. So then, what I think happens is then all of a sudden, we were seeing dirt on top of the Undertaker's body, and then we see a perfectly flat surface, perfectly level with dirt. And so there must have been some kind. Of, there was obviously like a trap door. Uh-huh. That yeah. comes in. No, he goes off, off well, that's when that's when didn't uh, didn't mankind jump down to tamp it out, and that's probably around the time that he made his escape. I think that's the that's how that must have worked. It was a trap door because all of a sudden it was like very level with dirt, and I was like, mm. and then the hand shot out from behind where the grave yeah. was. Like it was not even it didn't come through the grave. It, yeah, it was it, it was like through the astroturf. It. Yeah. Um, two things about this. First of all. I mean, I, first of all, we have a hundred things about this. Okay, go on. I have two things about <laughs> about this particular part. I'm watching this, and I'm like, I know, I know what they're setting up. They're setting up like the, you know, the the carry thing, like the the hand reaching out of the grave. Um, I knew it as they're doing it. Like, first of all, I was like, the Undertaker is also a metaphor for puberty. <laughs> yes. Uh, wait till prom; it's gonna get bad. <laughs> No, but they were shoveling so much dirt, and I'm just sitting there going, this is very compelling dirt shoveling. It, it was, was so long shoveling. Because they were like, <laughs> they're like, this is, because here's what they got themselves into. Essentially, what they did was they were like, we're going to put a guy in there, and then we have to make it look like it's a covered grave. They didn't think about how fucking much shoveling it would take. And so it was like, Five minutes of shoveling, and mankind who won't use tools is just kicking dirt and pushing it with his with his with his arms. Well, that's why they brought the six other people because they were like, oh, they probably tried it and they were like, oh shit, one person can't shovel all this dirt on their own. Quick, bring in everybody in the locker. Well, they they just make it a two hour long match, and he just slowly <laughs> and he pats it down. Um, the other thing I want to say was like, can you imagine the speech they gave in the locker room when they're like, okay, guys, here's what we're going for. We're going to need, like, seven of you to just shovel dirt for a while. How do you feel about that? Like, sounds fun. Like, let's do this. Let's let, let's wrestle with these shovels. I, I don't know. I think if they brought out... If it was... If this was done today, I think they would have had um, one of those, like, like a, a small, like, bulldozer. Yeah, I agree. And it would have been awesome. Yeah. You just fucking bring that thing in, just like what they did with, like, Braun Strowman and a fucking ambulance. Bring that thing in. Push some fucking dirt on top, and then you're done. Yep. Indeed. Those are my things. <laughs> <laughs> I like Eric's 20 years later being like, I'm ahead of the game. <laughs> Are you watching this 20-year-old thing? I know. <laughs> I know everything. Uh, yeah, it was a weird way. It was a weird way to end it, but overall, I mean, a batshit insane idea that was that pretty was well executed. executed. I mean, like executed very well. A yeah. batshit idea. Yeah. It, there's there's eight minutes after the match is done, and they could trim could have trimmed. Sure, a it could bit have been a little faster, but yeah, I mean, but yeah. all things considered, bravo. The lightning was a good touch. I wasn't expecting the lightning. Lightning was really nice, but I do feel like I want to know what Undertaker was thinking. So he puts his hand through. It wasn't just like a triumphant hand up. It was a hand up, and then it was a lot of like finger puppet. <laughs> Kind of movements. <laughs> he was there was just, a lot of signaling, like as if his hand was falling asleep, and he was like, mm, "Gotta wake no, him up." Wake we need up. we need someone who who does uh, American Sign Language here too. That's what, it was just a lot of like opening and flourishing. It's a lot of stretching. Closing. It was yeah. it was 
you know. There's a lot of, a lot, a lot of like, flourish to it. And I wonder if he was, like, it was... underground like this, like, oh, God. <laughs> Covered in dirt, being like, fuck. How much longer do I have to do this? It'd be it was great if dance. that wasn't even him. If that was I, just, like, I, a... did, I was looking at the tattoos were there. It was him. A it robotic was, hand. I feel... I was... I, all those things crossed my mind. I was like, wait a minute. But no, I feel confident it was his actual hand, which makes it way funnier to me that he was like standing under the stage, like essentially doing a puppet show yeah. for everyone. <laughs> doing the, doing the, the little dog. Yeah. Uh, he should be the new Big Bird. Yeah. <laughs> I just realized that like, of course, Mankind was buried because he was the one who lost the match. I, that's what this match was like for me. I was like, I don't even remember who, who won or lost. It was just like a fucking a lot of dirt getting thrown. It was really cool. I liked it. <laughs> I'm very excited for next month's pay-per-view, which is Survivor, Survivor Series. Series. Oh, it's not murder. It is the first pay-per-view, the first live wrestling event I ever attended. Oh, hey. It's the one we watched next month. Wow. I was there for it live. Are we going to see at you? Madison. Definitely not. I was like way up in the nosebleeds. I was up at like this kind of thing that we were at. <gasps> oh, right. They were Square advertising Garden. Survivor Series. Did you notice that like when they were showing New York, they were just like, we can't show, like everything has to be cut really fast for this because it's a city that never, never sleeps. sleeps. Bitch. <laughs> uh, but we got a little business to take care of before we get to that. Uh, for years, WWE hosted a yearly award show called the Slammy Awards, and we end each episode of Hell in a Cell Phone with our own version of the Slammies in a segment we call For Your Reconsideration. Um, I'm going to go with the... Uh, it's, it's actually a year earlier, but uh, the We Hope You Had the Time of Your Life Award. Um, and I would like to think that Billy Joe Armstrong, when he was writing that song was looking at those two guys at the front. <laughs> one with the mop of blonde hair looking like the um, the one prison guard from Orange is the New Black. And the other looking like the cameraman from American Movie who were having the best time that anyone has ever yes. had. They were jawing with Stone Cold. They were talking with, with Triple H. They were rubbing the entire back of Goldust and just <laughs> doing the best to get themselves into every single moment that they could. There was a third guy, too. Like, there was another guy who was next to them. He wasn't having as also much fun. Had, no, he didn't. He was, he was more well-behaved. But he had the same haircut, the same hairstyling as the, the guy who looked like Billy Joe Armstrong. He didn't look like Billy Joe Armstrong. No, he had like the the, the, the different dye job. Oh, I guess Billy Joe had a had a blonde phase there for that's a minute. What I, that's what made me think that you went to Billy Joe, because like that was the no, they association. Were, they were... I also, it wasn't until like two years ago that I realized that the, the lyrics of that song isn't another turnip, turnip for the fork stuck in the road. Was that because you had to buy the CD after one of your family members bought you the T-shirt of Green Day, and you're like, "I don't want to be a poser. I'm 36, but I can't. I can't." Um, I had secret. I had the like the underground Green Day albums back in uh, back before I moved to Maryland. So, so what he's saying is he definitely was not a poser. No, for the record, let the record right. show. I, I had about I had Dookie. I had Kerplunk. I had 1,039 smoothed out slappy hours. It was their their compilation of their all their EPs. That's great. So initially, I was gonna have uh, best heel turn to the audio technician, but I felt a little bit like that was I, well, I don't know. Felt like it was on purpose. I felt uh, it wasn't wasn't my favorite thing. Um, so instead, I have 
weird flex but okay Ooh. goes to the British Bulldog, who I don't know if you noticed during his match, would just find different times to flex. Like he would, I think in the middle of the match, he would just turn to the audience and just start flexing. There was a point where from behind the ropes, he just like did a bicep flex to um to like I think like Billy Gunn and it just made no sense. To be fair, if I had the British Bulldog's body, I would just be in a mirror flexing. I'd be flexing that all the time. time. He also I, I I I got the sense that like he had to flex or else the steroids would make him want to murder. Yeah. If they didn't like his whole or his whole body would just seize up. Yeah, he's just like I need to I need to stay loose. Let me just yeah. let me just make some muscles. Well I'll get my slammy I was gonna get my slammy originally for the uh only i what i assume is the only gina davis reference to ever be made on pro wrestling tv to jerry lawler for the long kiss goodnight and he lit and also name dropping gina davis which i thought was great um but kind of got the thunder stolen on that one by mr i'm two steps ahead over here <laughs> i'm telling you guys i i'm not surprised by any of your so i'm gonna give the slammy Science. award I'm, and i'm essentially making this up on the spot but i'm getting the slammy award for the guy that shows up at old-timey photos, everyone thinks he's a time traveler, to Bart Gunn slash Randy Orton. Um, and that's where I'm going to leave that. Because Bart Gunn and Randy Orton, I'm pretty sure, are the same person. Ha! <laughs> no, one else is, no one else sees that. Not no. really. I'm getting a side-by-side. <laughs> I love it. Do it. Well, who are you Who are you looking up? Bart Gunn. So, like, young Bart Gunn. That doesn't look like Randy Orton in the face? Let me see. Come on. No, because Randy Orton, like, Randy Orton's face is, like, more... And look at young Randy Orton. Angular. You look at it current uh, Randy I can kind of see it. And look at young Randy Orton. Is this... Wait, Do it, you have young Randy Orton? It, no, it's regular Randy Orton. Give me, give me this. <laughs> I'm going to do a side-by-side. I'm going to... When we have a website, it's going on the website. It's going on Instagram. And we're going to have a vote. We're going to do a poll. Do we do polls? Do we have the technology? I don't know. But you know what? Whatever Squarespace lets us do. Who will hopefully be sponsoring us by the time this one airs. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, make whatever is up for you. Is that is that what the, how the commercials go? Yeah. Make, make whatever, whatever is, is up, up for you. you. Is up for you. Up for you? Yeah. Okay. It's a Portman 2. It's a Portman 3, actually. It gets, it gets lowered. What? Yeah. Oh, that, but this, now we just have two pictures of Randy Orton. I know, but that look at that picture of Randy Orton. That looks like Bart Gunn. Okay, that looks like Bart Gunn. Thank you. I I spent more a lot of years with with uh, Randy. Okay, Orton. I well I, I you know I only know like uh, like later in life meth Randy Orton, so it's hard for me to Randy Orton. Okay. Do you see what I'm saying? No, I see it. Now do you see it? Sure. I see it. Sure. Oof. I can show you so many um, fake nudes of Randy Orton that exist. If you want to see his head photoshopped on lots of gay porn star bodies, I I have I can show you tons. That's do a... they do they match the tattoos? Some do, some don't. Uh, sometimes it's like uh, his whole torso on just like a uh, on a dick, or sometimes they just photoshop the dick over where his trunks would be. Um, his torso on a dick. Subscribe on Patreon, and we will give you exclusive. <laughs> I just imagine like photoshops. like his torso on top of the tip of a dick, like, a, <laughs> like somebody just got that wrong. Not that I wouldn't masturbate to that. I'm just saying. Do you love us? Do you disagree? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to give us a Vader power bomb? No, a Psycho Sid power bomb? Let us know. Email us at HelenaCellphone at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at HelenaCellPod or each of us individually Eric at Prime Silver, Bobby at Bobby Hank, and Aaron at Slow Pass. 
Please rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll see you again for Survivor Series 1996. Someone's going to get murdered. Oh, there's a picture of Randy Orton.